Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to episode number 17 of Amber on Podcast. I am so happy that you are joining me today because I have for you a very, very special show. Something so new, something so exciting, something so inspiring that I know it's going to knock your socks off because that's exactly what it did to me. And I'm thrilled to share with you guys today because this is a different way to look at podcasts in general and different, a different study, a different insight on, into exactly what podcasts are doing as a medium and why they're so important and why we enjoy making them and we enjoy listening to them so much. So without further ado, let's start the show. James Altucher is my hero. I've said it once. I said it twice. I'll say it three times. I'll say it again and again and forever and ever because not only is James Altucher my hero, he is also someone who in person lives up to exactly who he promotes himself to be. Now, the beauty of James Altucher is that he's he's very transparent. He likes to share everything about his life, his struggles, his failures, his wins, his losses, his insecurity, his, his life journey, everything. One of the favorite things, the best way I can put it, one of the favorite things that I ask, that James Altucher asks his guests is, did you cry? And that's a great example of exactly who James Altucher is because he would in turn, he would in turn answer the question that he's asking. That's true of every situation. He's a great interviewer because he's so interested in people, wholeheartedly, 100% genuinely authentic. I've oftentimes compared him to Howard Stern because he has such a deep interest and because he does a lot of a lot of research. But, you know, honestly, now that I'm looking back, I think that he's a lot more... I think that he's a lot more inventive and a lot more creative than Howard Stern because because I listen to a lot of Howard Stern. Howard Stern kind of always had his like sex crutch to lean on. You know, things ever got awkward or there was ever like a lapse in, in speaking or, you know, some silent time. He could ever be like, oh, so do you try anal? Just so, you know, shock jock everyone. And James, oh, James Altucher doesn't use that. And in fact, he's quite respectful. He's quite humble and he's quite amazing, which is why I'm so happy to bring to you Today, Mr. James Altucher's interview with his producer for his show, Mr. Steve Cohen. Now, I believe everybody has a moment in their lives where art really resonates with them, when art really speaks to you, when someone is articulating your feelings and your life and your everything better than you ever could say it yourself. And you hear this or you read this or you see this and you're just thinking, holy shit, someone else is just showing me exactly what I felt or am feeling in my life. And it's resonating so deeply and giving me meaning and giving me a label, giving me a term, a phrase, a sentence and a tribe, knowing that there's somebody else who is dealing with these things or has gone through it before me. Now, you can get this from a song. You can get this from a video. You can get this from a book. And in my case, I did get this from a book. I got this from James Altucher's book. The book is The Choose Yourself Guide to Wealth. And when I read this book, it really, really spoke to me and it changed my life. If you haven't listened to the beginning episode, the the entry episode for my podcast, I talk a lot about it there. I don't want to repeat too much here, but the gist of it is, is the transformation that I have received as a result came from this book. It so inspired me to do the work that I'm doing now and to have my podcast and to do more good that that's where it brings me today. And I found through James Altucher, many, many other people who inspire me who are doing really, really great work. And what I 
I've done as a result is start to model myself after these people that I admire so much. And so far, so good. And and also, the, the real benefit that I found is the network of people that are like-minded. So through James Altucher, I started to connect the dots, follow the people that he follows on Twitter, see who he's speaking to on social media, see who he's friends with, who he's worked with, who he's talking to. It's really easy to get a good idea of exactly who James Altucher is by just listening to his podcast. He's very, very consistent. He's very, very genuine. He's really, really authentic. And oftentimes, the people that he's having the best interview with are the people that are also like-minded, genuine, authentic, fearless in a lot of sense, uh, very humble. They're really willing to to share what their life is all about and their experiences and what they've taught what what their experiences have taught them. In this case. This interview is really, really cool, and I think that it's really, really inventive because this is something that you don't see a lot of in any medium, be it television or social media or podcasts or on radio. In this episode, James Altucher is interviewing his producer, Steve Cohen. Now, Steve came from radio and television, primarily, at the top of his game, working for CBS. He was a producer at Good Day New York, which means he had to book all of the talent, build a storyline, be able to produce a show that's worth viewing. So he did this, and he did this excellently. So well, in fact, that he read an article, Steve read an article about James that appeared on the cover of the New York Times. And in this article, it discussed James' minimalist way of life and the fact that this is something I mentioned before that I really admire about James, but it is about his minimalist way of life and how he had thrown everything out and just lived in Airbnbs. Now, Steve read the article and, and several other people have uh, read the article at the show and invited him to come onto the show. That is where Steve and James met. And let me just say, it has been a match made in podcast heaven ever since. They both connected over their mission, their values, and their talent. James has immense talent that I've I've mentioned before, but Steve has a few superpowers uh, that James shares in his interview and that Steve speaks in quotes. He has the wisdom of, I don't know, a 500-year-old guru. He just knows he has philosophies and principles that he applies to everything that he lives by in his life. And it just so happens that he's memorized all the quotes that are assigned to each of these principles and probably has like 500 to choose from per principle. Now, I don't know if you've ever met anyone quite like this that can just sort of regurgitate facts or quotes or insights, but Steve is very, very special in this way. I highly, highly recommend listening to the podcast and the interview with Steve Cohen on James Altucher's podcast, but I will include some of the really, really great ones that I I really like towards the end of this podcast. So teaming up, James and Steve are what help make the James Altucher podcast so wonderful, so innovative, so great, so honest, so genuine, so helpful. They focus on peak performance and how you can attain this, but I really think it goes broader than that because it's not just about performance. Performance makes it sound as if you're just doing it for your job or you're doing it to complete a certain task, but the application really lies in the the performance of your life, of your everyday relationships and the way that you interact with people and how you can be the best you. A lot of the interviews that James gives are like therapy sessions, and this one is no different. He speaks to Steve 
leave, and he really gets to the the bottom of exactly what motivates the two of them in order to produce the show. Now, Steve is the producer of James Altucher's show, and his mission, his values, and his view of the world has never really changed. He's always wanted to produce great work. It just so happens that now Steve is aligned with James, and they both want to produce great work. There's one one quote. That says it perfectly that Steve shares. And he says that, you know, if you have a plan, it works once. But if you have a partner, it works a lifetime. Now, this is one of the key takeaways that I want you guys to remember from this podcast is that if you have a mission, a goal in mind, you can go out there. You are capable of finding your tribe of like-minded individuals. There are people out there that are doing real, genuine, meaningful work. And I have been so happy to find James' show and meet Steve Cohen and others that are like-minded because it helps me believe in the work that I'm doing and that I'm sharing with you all. And if it's something that you're interested in that motivates you, then I just have to say that don't feel like you are alone in creating this work and in completing this mission and making the world a better place because there are a lot of people out there who are very much interested in doing the same thing. You just have to show up, speak out, step out, and let them know that you appreciate the work that they're doing. That's exactly Exactly how Steve and James got together to have their partnership to produce the James Altucher show. Now, another thing that's really, really important about the production style, the mission, um, the attraction of the James Altucher show and the work that James and Steve do is that they want their goal is to make a great show, something that is not just excellent, but remarkable. Now, you might be asking, what's the difference? Well, Steve explains just that something is remarkable is just that. It's remarkable. There's a difference between being excellent and remarkable. You remark to someone like, wow, did you see this? Did you hear this? It's worth noting. It's worth telling your friends about. Now, this is an idea that that Steve Cohen quotes from Seth Godin, who is another like-minded genius angel from heaven that I adore. But what's, what James illustrates in his example of this, which I love, is that when James was producing his podcast before Steve came on, he wasn't strict about having in-person interviews. He was doing his interviews via Spike, via, not Spike, that would be weird, via Skype. And as a result, the interview quality wasn't that great. So people weren't sharing it as often. When he started to improve his quality, people started to share it more often. They weren't embarrassed about sharing this podcast because it was produced so well. So if you really, really care about the work that you're doing, you make sure that you produce great work. And when you produce great work, people remark on it. Another thing that James and Steve have in common that I really admire is that James mentioned to Steve, he said that he really, really enjoys when people come up to him and let him know, hey, you really inspired me or you helped me or whatever. This is my mission. I like that. And when Steve heard this, he thought, wow, that's really great. He wants to actually help people. He likes receiving this feedback. And that's what it's about, doing more good. And it's not about the ego. And so often in the industry, in the television and, and in journalism or you know whatever media interest, industry you're dealing with, ego is such a big part of it. And people can be really, really self-serving. But it's rare and refreshing and great to meet people who are completely out there to help other people the way that they have been helped and make that their mission. And then when you have the platform and you have the viewers or the listeners and the audience to actually pay attention, well, that's why you want to produce your best possible work. Once you have their ear, you want to make sure that you're sharing something worthwhile and something they're going to come away from and think, wow, I know how to be a peak performer. I know how to do better in my life. More good for more people most of the time. 
That's what it's about. Now, again, I highly suggest listening to this interview with Steve Cohen, but in the interim, I'm going to give you guys some of my favorite quotes that he shared throughout this interview. Now, I have to confess that I am a super fangirl. If it's not already evident in my voice, of course, I love James. But when I met, when I won the contest to meet James Altucher in New York at the beginning of this year, 2018, I also had the opportunity to meet Steve Cohen. And when I met him and the rest of the group there, I was really, really thrilled because I, to be honest, when I when I won the contest to go meet James Altucher, I was really excited, but I was also a little nervous because as a female going to meet a male who I look to as my absolute hero, like I look up to this guy so much, I just had really high expectations for him to be exactly who I believed him to be by listening to his podcast and reading his books. And when I got there, I was a little nervous. Like, how's it going to be? I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to have to tear down this vision of, of my hero. When I got there, I was so wrong. I was dead wrong. And James Altucher was exactly who he is, who he represents himself to be. Not only that, but he surrounds himself with like-minded people. When I say choose yourself, I got it from James. And when I say I only say fuck yes, I got it from James. And it's evident to me that he is living him his life by those rules bar none. And it's really, really inspirational. I even get choked up now like talking about it because it just really changed my life and, and helped prove to me that there are other people out there. And if you choose the tribe that you're with, in order to do great work. You can do it and you can do it together and you can, you know, this is what Steve says is like a like a jazz band. Everybody contributes something and you make great music together. And that's exactly what they've done. And now you and I can also be a part of this because if you do the work and you listen and you take into account everybody that they're communicating with and the network that they're building and the mission that they're growing, you too can be a part of that by just producing work that does good for people and spreading the message and your message and sharing with the rest of the world. Now, like I mentioned, Steve is living by quotes. His entire interview probably has hundreds of quotes, but out of those that hundred, those hundreds, I picked a few that I really found most helpful and the most inspiring. So let's get to it. Number one. You have to make what's important interesting. Now, side note, as I go through these, some of these are not his direct quotes. Some of them are from other people. Now, I'm not going to go through exactly who is what. For now, we're just going to attribute them to Steve unless I know otherwise. So getting back, you have to make what's important interesting. This is one quote that Steve lives by. And this is because when he was working as a journalist in television and in radio and now on James' podcast, it's important to cover the important topics, but they're not always so interesting. Now, this is something that I talk a lot about on my show because I like to discuss research. I like to discuss like, psychotherapy, different things that are going on in the medical industry. All these things are really, really, really important to me. And in order for them to really resonate with my listeners and for anybody to give a fuck, it has to be interesting. And that's our job in spreading the information that we have. And that's what separates us from, I don't know, us and fucking Fox News. You see? Number two, I always felt that those you know you best should love you most. Those who know you best should love you most. Now, this is a great lesson in keeping those around you good for you, I would say. Those who know you best should love you most. People should want good things for you. People should understand you and want to celebrate you. And I've spoken about this before on, a, on another podcast about envy. But if someone's not lifting you up and giving you the, a message with love and kindness and making you feel good about you, perhaps it's somebody that you need to limit your time with. Okay, number three. Those that matter don't mind, and those that mind 
don't matter. This is something that Steve says that he shares with James most often because I see James as a very sensitive, a very loving soul. And I can imagine him getting a little anxiety about somebody that he might disappoint, be it a stranger or a friend, really. He's just such a nice guy. And so this is something that Steve describes as something that he kind of, you know, helps console his friends with and helps console James with because those that matter don't mind and those that mind don't matter. I love that one. It kind of connects to the last one, number three, but I really feel like that's a great measure, a great rule of thumb to use when you are selecting those that you are surrounding yourself with. You are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with, and if those people aren't lifting you up and aren't making you feel good about you, they are doing the opposite. Number five. You want to be around people who really want you to do well and not just people who don't want you to screw up. Some environments are better than others. Now, in this quote, Steve is speaking about a workplace that he used to to work at. And he mentions that it was a very, very competitive, quite a stressful workplace. Now, he wasn't really caught up in the whole politics of it. But he did say this quote. You want to be around people who really want you to do well and not people who just want you not to screw up. Now, I would argue that this only comes as a result of people believing in the mission of the work that they're doing. If everyone is signed up to the, for the same mission and everyone wants to do a great job, then everyone's going to be excited when everyone does well because you're all contributing to the mission. When things are more ego-based, you don't really get to, you don't get to have that glory because people are worried about a lot of other things. And whether or not they want you to screw up, they definitely don't care about your success. They don't care about the overall success of the mission. Like I said, more ego-based. Number six. Now, number six is related a bit more to the show, uh, James Archer show in general, and the mission that they use in order to produce the show. The quote that, that Steve shares is that it's not who you let in, it's who you let out. And when you do stuff, like for them, when they're producing the show, they they have intent and they're thinking about why are they putting this, this person on? Why is it important that they share this story? Why is it important that they share this point of view? You have to do things with intent. It's not about who you let in. It's about who you let out. You have to have, show some, some just, just, discrepancy when you're selecting the kind of material that you want to cover, not only so that you're consistent so people can trust you, but that it's really relevant. It goes back to the first quote that I mentioned that you have to make what's important interesting. It's not who you let in, it's who you let out. Number seven, it's not quantity, it's quality. And a thing of beauty is a joy forever. Now this goes back to the one I just mentioned. Again, they relate, they build off of each other. It's not about producing the most number of podcasts. It's about producing quality podcasts that have a message, build trust, so that you know this is somebody who's going to help you achieve peak performance and help you become a better person. Also, a thing of beauty is a joy forever. When something is wonderful, when it resonates, when it has a good story to tell to help make you better, it's a joy forever. It's evergreen. It's always going to be relevant, which is really, really great because this is exactly what Steve has built into his life. His life philosophy these quotes that he lives by, these principles. That's exactly what they are. They're things of beauty and they're a joy forever. These are things that you can consistently depend on because they are consistently true, consistently valuable, and consistently help helping him live a better life and be a better person. Number eight. Things work out best for those who make the best of the way things work out. 
Let me repeat that for you guys because it sounded a little funny to me at first. Things work out best for those who make the best of the way things work out. This one is my absolute favorite. I am a consistent optimist. I'm a passionate optimist. I'm almost a bad optimist because to a point you can only be so optimistic. And I like to look favorably on all of the experience that I've had. So sometimes this gets the best of me because I tend to fake myself out and turning something horrible into something good. But I do believe that things work out best for those who make the best of the way things work out. And oftentimes the most challenging things in our lives and the most challenging things that have happened in my life have always led to the biggest transformations and the biggest understandings and the biggest life changes that have really helped produce the person that I am now and helped me grow and develop and be able to be better and take an experience and grow from it and understand it and be able to resonate with people and to be able to empathize with people. I really, really like this one as a general life practice. And I also think that this keeps you in the present moment. You can really enjoy the present moment. And they they didn't really speak too much about meditation or anything in this show, but I do think that there's a lot of thematic sort of present feeling and being in the present moment and really appreciating what you have in front of you. And and a lot of the principles and the quotes that Steve lives, lives by, lives his life by, have to do with being in the present moment and being thankful and being caring and being nurturing towards other people. So if that's not a great theme, I don't know what is. Number nine. Don't let a temporary inconvenience get in the way of a permanent improvement. Now, I like this one. I think I view it a little differently than he does, but I think that what basically he's trying to say is don't let a temporary setback get in the way of you making a permanent improvement. So don't change your speed. Don't change your your attitude. Don't change the way you're reacting to any sort of temporary inconvenience because you can make a permanent improvement based on the flaw that you're seeing now. So the idea of this being that if you see something that's a problem for you in the present moment, how can you improve on this going forward? How can you avoid this going forward? Or how can you deal with it better moving forward? If it's not something that you can avoid, next time you can maybe send in some backups and you know, a plan B and C in order to make sure you have other options. There's always an opportunity to make permanent improvement. Number 10. If your dreams aren't bigger than yourself, then you're not dreaming big enough. And this overall is the message that I received mostly from James Altucher and Steve Cohen, that you are the master of your destiny. So whatever you want to dream up and whatever you want to do in your life, then go out and do it. There's an outlet. There's a way. There's a purpose. There's a meaning. There are people like you who want to do similar work. It's just in all of our jobs to find these people and to do the work that helps us evolve and, and, and help ourselves grow so that we can have more in common with these people so we can do more of the same work and more good for more people most of the time. Now, one last thing I want to close with is something that both Steve and James talk about on the, the on this show on the, during the interview is that they were both attracted to podcasts as a medium for the same reason that I was attracted to podcasts as a medium. Now, it's one thing to write a book or a blog post or something like this, but it's quite another to record a podcast and release that out into the world. So I want to say to anyone who is interested in producing a podcast of your own or thinking about maybe putting a message and their point of view out there. There's nothing more gratifying than producing a podcast and sharing it with the world. I have to say that I think the real cha- the real ch- difference between that and writing a blog post or even a book is that you get your tone, your inflection, your passion, your excitement. You really get to resonate verbally with the way that you're feeling with your audience. And aside from a movie, a documentary or a speech or a TED talk, I, I don't really feel like that's a possibility. 
And I do believe that because podcasts are audio only, they really, I know this because research proves it, but they really activate a different part of your brain and they allow you to imagine why you're being entertained. And that's really why they're so attractive to people. Now, there's been a study in the past uh, that they've done on uh, using podcasts. And I mentioned this in an earlier episode, but basically what they did is they used to have to pay volunteers to volunteer and do MRI scans so they could test different parts of the brain. But now since they since they play podcasts while the people go into the MRI machine, they no longer have to pay people to participate because they're being entertained throughout the duration of the research. So that's just one example of what a difference a podcast makes in, in, in medium and in entertainment and, and in storytelling in the way that we're sharing our message. And that's why James and Steve were so attracted to this medium and have decided to produce great and meaningful work together and do more good for more people most of the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to episode number 17 of Amber on Podcast. It brings me so much joy. I'm grinning ear to ear about bringing this episode to you guys. I cannot be more thrilled to have an opportunity to talk to, to talk about James Altucher and Steve Cohen. I admire them so much. They are great, great people. And I look forward to sharing more knowledge that I gained from them because I know that we're sh- that will surely happen. As always, please go take a look at the show notes at mytalkingdollars.com. I'll have all the links there. You can learn a whole lot more about Steve and about James by listening to the podcast or you can watch it on YouTube. Hooray! James has a YouTube channel now. So check that out as well. I'll link that in the show notes. And please, if you would be so kind as subscribe, rate, review, let me know how I'm doing. I'm here to serve you guys and I don't know if I'm doing it right unless you let me know. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week with more good for more people most of the time. Love you. Thank you. Bye. One final piece of advice that Steve shared that I want to share with you guys is how do you get people to a party? You invite them early. You invite them often. You be a good host. You tell them who else is at the party. Give them party favors and make them feel good about doing it. You're honest, and you're authentic. You're a good party host. Man, that is great advice. I wish I had that like 15 years ago when I was planning bachelorette parties and things with my friends, you know? Very helpful. Steve's a genius. Thank you. Love you. Bye.